And there's real power when you show up intentionally in every moment. And I think there's also a ripple effect. When you start approaching every moment purposefully, you feel more purposeful. Your life then starts to feel more meaningful and then you feel a greater sense of meaning within yourself and and more confidence within yourself. Hi, this is Julie Hyde. Thanks for joining me on Making It Count, a podcast dedicated to inspiring leaders and business owners to be even better leaders, to create a great culture, empower their people and be more productive. So let's get into it. My guest today is Carly Lyon. For the past 15 years, Carly has been shaping the personal brands of remarkable individuals from across the globe. Her past clients include a world-leading supermodel, being Miranda Kerr, New York Times bestselling authors, investors, musicians, and even a British celebrity food reader. Something very different. Today, Carly speaks about personal branding to the teams of iconic brands internationally and is helping everyday individuals master the art of putting themselves out there. Now, personal branding is something that I strongly believe in and understand how powerful it can be. Carly's described her personal brand as an asset, which I think is a great way to look at it because an asset is value and your personal brand can be of significant value if you approach it intentionally. Now, I loved chatting with Carly because this is one of my favorite topics and of course, it's her favorite topic. So, we chat about demystifying personal brand and really exploring what it means, the benefits of owning and investing in your personal brand, tips for building your brand in uncertain times, and what leaders should be thinking about for their personal brand right now. So I really hope you love listening to this chat with Carly as much as I enjoyed recording it. Carly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. So great to be here. Yes, and I'm so excited to be talking to you today about one of my absolute favorite subjects. So I'm really looking forward to our chat. Perfect. I am too. It's one of my favorite subjects. (laughs) Of course. Okay, so can you please tell us a little bit about your background and how you've landed here today? A very interesting journey you've had. Yeah, so I mean, I'll give you the abridged version, but I'm proudly a high school dropout, left at 15 and did lots of interesting things and was a bit of a party girl. Uh, Found myself studying PR at the age of 22. And whilst I was at college, I was looking at all of the instructors and thinking, God, you know, I don't, if you're here and you're teaching me and you look as bored as you do about the subject, then I think I can do a little bit better. And maybe that's that youthfulness (laughs) and that naivety and, you know, we think we're, we know it all. But I ended up starting my consultancy whilst I was in college and I had three clients from the get-go. And that was really the beginning of a 15-year-long career. I travelled all over the world. I represented some really incredible uh, individuals from all over the world. I always specialised in individual branding. So I represented, uh, as you know, a world-leading supermodel, uh, New York Times best-selling authors, pioneers in the world of wellness, an inventor, musicians, an economist, even a, a foot reader from the UK. 
<laughs> so I did all of these amazing things and uh, it wasn't actually until I was on extended maternity leave that I really looked back at my career and realised at no point had I taken any effort to actually put myself out there and develop my own brand and to build my own profile. And, of course, once you're on extended maternity leave and you're starting to think about, well, what's next for me? What, you know, what's my next step? Having not built, taken the time to build that brand equity in my own personal brand is kind of upsetting and disappointing because you now realize you almost in some ways have to start again. And as much as I had positional influence whilst I was doing what I was doing and I was representing all of these high profile individuals, I realized I didn't have any personal influence. And Mm. uh, the reason I didn't take the time was because I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel I was worried about what people would say and how I would be judged. And I suppose I then realized that, well, maybe now with my professional expertise and this personal awakening, I can use all of that to help other people who might be feeling the same way. And that's now turned into me speaking all over the country, running workshops and really I suppose, being a face for personal branding Mm. because I really now understand the power of it. Even though I was in it and obviously building the personal brands of these high-profile individuals, I had convinced myself that they were different and that they had somehow been chosen to put themselves out there, whereas the truth is you have to choose yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. Yeah. Can we sort of dive into personal branding because there there can be a bit of confusion around it. Mm -hmm. Many people think, you know, that a brand is a logo and, you know, we need to have a website um, for a brand to be successful. But as you said before, I really love what you said about positional influence and personal influence. Can you clarify what personal branding actually is and perhaps give us an example? Yeah. So strange thing is I don't actually like the term personal branding, but the reason why we use it is I think it it makes the concept more approachable and understandable. But the problem that we fall into or the trap we fall into when we start thinking about our personal brand is we actually then fall back into the idea of the traditional form of branding, as you said, a logo, which mm. is essentially static. And it's it's really non-changing. Well, a good brand rarely changes their logo because, you know, you've built up brand equity in that logo. Whereas with a personal brand, obviously that's impossible because we're ever-evolving, ever-changing, multi-dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. So the concept that we can ever put one thing out there and it remain the same is not a smart idea, nor is it ever going to be possible. So... Your personal brand at any given time is how you're recognized and remembered. And it's so much more than just the surface level of a brand or your website. It's actually how do you show up in every moment? That's your personal brand. What's the energy that you leave behind in every interaction? That's Mm. your personal brand. Mm. When somebody comes onto your platforms, you know, obviously that is such a big part of how we communicate today of course you want your energy 
to come through in those platforms. But it's more about how you make people feel. I think that's the best way to measure your personal brand as opposed to just the surface level of how it appears, if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so when you're you're talking about how you make people feel and maybe, you know, the words and the associations that they attach to you when they hear your name, unfortunately, for some people, perception is reality, isn't it? Yes. So when you when you say perception is a reality, you're saying the way people see you is how they react to you. Mm. So that's their truth. So that's what they're seeing in you. So yeah. if you're showing up in a particular way yeah. and, you know, demonstrating particular behaviours, of course yeah. people are going to um, create a perception of you in their mind. Yeah. Um, and it may not be what you want it to be. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's the thing. How people think about you is not really any of your business. And mm-hmm. the idea that you'll, yes, you do want to some extent to shape the way people perceive you. But the problem is if you go about what you're doing in every moment, trying to please everyone and trying to get everyone on board with how you see yourself or what you're doing, it's impossible. So I think the better strategy is to get really clear on who you want to be, what you stand for, how you want to represent yourself, and then accept that the people that will resonate with that are the right people and, the you know, they're the right opportunities for you. Yeah. Because the minute you start to shape yourself in a way that becomes more palatable or more pleasing to a particular audience, but then you become so disconnected with how you're showing up and it's not actually resonating or really aligned with who you are as an individual, that's the minute you feel disconnected, you feel unhappy, you're not doing your best work because you're not really being yourself. Mm. And I just think it's a recipe for disaster. So, yes, I think the better way of approaching it is, I suppose, becoming, you are becoming mindful of how, what you're putting out there because you've got a clear perception of who you want to be and how you want to represent yourself. But you can't shape shift just to please other people because, you know, what people bring to their perceptions is a whole myriad of things. Mm. How they see you, it's, it might be impacted by something that they've experienced in their past. Like you just, it becomes too much of a mind game to have to think about that too, yeah. too, you know, too deeply. Yeah, yeah, totally get that. I love what you said. You can't be pleasing everyone because otherwise no. you just get completely diluted. Exactly. So many people don't understand the power of their personal brand and um, often leave it to chance. So it's not something that they consciously think about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, why, why is it important for everyone, uh, whether you have a career or whether you have your own business or even if you don't, why yeah. is it important for people to be thinking about their personal brand? Well, I think that you nail, you know, what you said absolutely hit the nail on the head. And that is that most people don't approach it consciously. Mm. And I, I believe the reason they don't approach it consciously is because they think that it doesn't matter and nobody's watching them. You know, they, they're not high profile enough for it to really matter for them to really care. Yeah. Uh, so in answer to your question, why does everyone need to think about it? Well, People are watching. People are listening. And, I, I, you know, everyone I speak to has had the experience where they've had a colleague or a friend come up to them 
uh, or in conversation say, oh, you know, remember that time you said that thing and, you know, it was a few years ago, you've completely forgotten about it and, you know, they've obviously taken it as being very profound but you can't even remember ever saying it. For me, that's a perfect way to demonstrate the point that people are listening, people are, it does matter and there's real power when you show up intentionally in every moment. And I think there's also a ripple effect. When you start approaching every moment purposefully, you feel more purposeful. Your life then starts to feel more meaningful and then you feel a greater sense of meaning within yourself and, and more confidence within yourself because you're saying, I matter, people are listening, and I'm going to approach this moment knowing that. And I think mm-hmm. that there's something that really powerful in that. Yes, I love that. There's a real power in showing up intentionally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and as you say, that leads to the confidence within you. And confidence is so attractive. And, yet, and it's something that people are wanting more of, it, yes. especially women. So if you yes. ask women, you know, what do they want more of? It's always confidence, confidence to do, confidence yes. to say, confidence to step up. Yeah, and they're waiting. They're waiting to feel confident without understanding that the confidence comes through actually acting and through putting themselves out there. And I can certainly relate to this. You know, I st- I'm a very introverted person and I certainly, and, you know, I was saying to you before we started the interview, I really lacked confidence for all of my 20s and for most of my career in PR and even now, today, I have moments where I really do not feel confident. And even though I'm telling people to put themselves out there and to, you know, I really struggle with that within myself. And, mm. you know, the first time I put a blog post out, uh, even though I'm sure only three people read it, I felt sick. Like I felt like I was going to. It really went against who I had said I was. You know, who I had identified as being, you know, no, I'm behind the scenes, I'm introverted, I'm not one of those people that belongs in the spotlight. But that's really upsetting to think that there are people out there who are saying the same thing to themselves. And these people have amazing ideas. They have so much value to offer. They've got so much to give. But because they're telling themselves, oh, I'm not that person, I don't belong in the spotlight, I'm a quiet person they're holding themselves back where really what I've discovered now that I am putting myself out there it almost becomes second nature it doesn't you know you don't have the same resistance Mm. so you start to identify with it differently yes of course yeah once you do something and you continue doing it it becomes that little bit easier so you're stepping outside of your comfort zone yeah. And um, the more you do it, yes. Yeah. Exactly. The easier it becomes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. there's no point waiting for the confidence. You have to actually make the move of, of acting and the confidence will come. And I always say from a personal branding perspective, I think there's actually something quite cathartic about really owning your personal brand and really putting yourself out there in the sense of getting an amazing headshot taken and, you know, really owning your LinkedIn profile, even though that doesn't sound like a huge deal, 
for a lot of people, that's a massive step to take. Mm. And I think just taking it and realizing that you haven't died, that people aren't all talking badly about you, your career hasn't been ruined. I think even that can really help someone stretch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about that maybe in a little bit more detail. So what what would be some tips that you would recommend for people to yeah. build their personal brand, particularly in this um, uncertain world that we're living in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think the first step is you obviously, as you said before, starting to think about and articulate what are those words that you want associated with your name mm. and they can be quite literal so it might be that you know your area of passion uh, is marketing or innovation or transformation or design whatever you know it can be quite literal or you can also think of more emotive words that you want associated with your name caring listening thoughtful um inclusive you know what I mean so you start mm. to think what are the terms that you want people to associate with your name I think that's a first step yeah. really owning how you see yourself and how you want others to see you and then beyond that starting to think about well, what what problem am I wanting to solve for people and who is the audience that I'm wanting to solve it for so if you're out there on social media or you have a website or you're writing a book or you're giving a talk, you know, these are all powerful ways to build your personal brand. But what actually, what is the problem that you're actually solving and who are you solving it for? Hmm. You have to first, it's not about, you know, in the typical sense of marketing, you think, okay, this is the audience I want and then I'm going to shape everything to make sure it's a product that resonates with them. It's more a little reverse engineering the process. It's more, this is who I am. This is what I love to do. This is what I love to talk about. These are the areas that I'm passionate about, that I'm good at, and these are the things that I want associated with my name. What now is, who can I serve with that in mind? But, you know, what's the problem I'm solving and who can I serve? What's the audience I'm trying to reach? Once you're clear on those two factors, everything starts to fall into place because that makes it easier to start to think about okay, well, where do I need to be showing up? And what's my, you know, so you can create almost a priority list. Mm. Is social media going to be a big part of my strategy? And where in the social media universe is it most important for me to spend my time? Yeah. Uh, is, you know, am I, do I love to write? Am I, do I have a book in me? What's that? You know, you start, once you know what you want to say and who you want to say it to, everything does become a lot easier. Mm. So the same principle relates to someone who has a career as well. So this, this is Absolutely. across the board because um, one of the things that I mentor a lot of people on, particularly if they have a career, is that if they're wanting to step up, that people need to be able to see the potential in them. Yes. To be able to fulfill whatever role that is. So whether it's a great communicator, strategic mind, a great yep. leader, whatever that is. Um, so the same principle applies if you've got a career. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, I, I just need to function how the um, brand wants me to so yeah, or absolutely. my current leader yeah 
I had a, a meeting, it was about a year ago now, and it was with a journalist from the Australian Financial Review. He was a he was a he was a journalist with the Australian Financial Review, but he had gone out to start in the world of PR. And he was a bit older than me. I think he was kind of mid-50s. And he said, you know what, Carly, we were taught that in order to have a good career, because he wasn't out there building his own brand, he was working within a big brand. And he said, you know, we were taught in order to have a good career, you put your head down, you bum up, you work hard, and you'll get notice. And he goes, geez, that was a load of shit. (laughs) He He said, because if I look at the colleagues of mine who have actually really excelled and have really gone on to do great things, they actually did think about what was their personal brand within all of it. And what I talk about with my corporate clients, because I understand the dynamic is slightly different, but what I say with my corporate clients is I want them to start thinking about the brand that they work for, and it might be a big international conglomerate, I want them to start thinking about it as though they are in a brand partnership. So whilst they're not necessarily a spokesperson for the brand, if they think of themselves being in brand partnership with the brand, they start to approach their personal brand differently. The dynamic shifts automatically because they start to think, well, how can I use the power of this brand that I'm working for right now and the influence that it has in the marketplace or in my industry How can I use that to leverage my personal brand so that I'm building an asset that I can take with me irrespective of what happens to me? And I think you mentioned earlier that we live in an uncertain world. Well, if ever there was a time to really make the effort to build that brand equity within your own personal brand so that you can take it away with you, it's now. And I think people are starting to really wake up to that. And I mentioned to you before we started chatting that I had a kind of mine so she she was taken into a room and let go of uh without any notice and I think this is happening a lot right now by the way she's she's certainly not uh not the rare so yeah so I think that the same mentality applies whether you're in a career uh or you're in your own business yes you're building an asset that you can take with you wherever you go yeah that's a really powerful message in that a personal brand is an asset because like you say, um, the future is really uncertain and there's going to be a lot of change and disruption that's happening. So if someone has really concentrated on their brand, it is yeah. definitely an asset that they can bring into another business and position themselves in that way. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of people also make the mistake of, of thinking and my clients come up against this all the time but they think oh I'm not god I'm not going to be one of those people that starts to create a personal brand everyone's creating a personal brand and there's nothing new about it there's nothing you know what can I say that hasn't been said and what can I do that hasn't been done and what they're focusing then on is what they do as opposed to who they are because the reality is in the 7.7 billion people who, who however many people we have on earth they literally are the only them. Like they're the yeah. only ones who are exactly who they are. Uh, they're the only ones that have done exactly what they've done, seen what they've seen, experienced the world the way they've seen it. But they're so caught up in, oh, but what I do is not different. 
that they think that it doesn't warrant them having a personal brand. Mm. Whereas if they realize it's who they are that they need to focus on and let people in on their personality, their experiences, that's where the power of their personal brand resides, is they're in their individuality. Yes, yes. Can we circle back to social media for a second? Yeah. Because um, I think that's a forum where you can certainly highlight your brand, but it's also a forum where you can damage your brand pretty quickly. (laughs) Sorry, I'm probably referring to the Facebook or Insta um, rather than LinkedIn. LinkedIn seems to be a much more professional forum and people treat it that way. But the other um, is, you know, very much a blend and, you know, now in the recruiting world, you know, we search people's names and, you know, stalk Facebook if we can and, of course, the image. Yeah. Is very important. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. how important is it to make sure that your social media presence is really supporting your brand? Well, I would I would take it from another position being that if you are in a career that doesn't actually resonate with who you are as an individual, find a different career, yeah. find a different industry. If you're in a career where you have to be one thing there and a different thing here and you feel like you have to create a very clear line between your personal and professional life, you're probably in the wrong space. I really think the magic of who you are needs to shine through in every area of your life and that's where, you know, and you'll feel better about yourself when you don't have to hide who you are. Now, that being said, I understand that, you know, we all want to have fun and you might go out and you have a crazy weekend with your friends and, you know, really let loose and, you know, we all want to do that and that's not necessarily uh, showing us in our best light. So I would say that why do you really need to share that on social media anyway? Like actually approaching, starting to think about more consciously, why am I posting this right now? And I think here is the thing, Julie, when you start to actually invest in kind of your mind and your emotion and your thought process in you recognizing you are a personal brand, that your personal brand matters, that people are watching, you do approach social media just naturally differently. Because you actually take more responsibility and you start to think, okay, well, what value does this have in me posting this? What am I, what message am I sending? And I think that people can be a little bit lazy uh, because they don't, they're not thinking of themselves as a personal brand. It's Mm -hmm. not because they, yeah, they're just not thinking of themselves as a personal brand. Mm. So I think even just that mindset shift can make a huge difference. Yeah, so there's yeah. really two prongs there. The the first one, as I said, is if you feel like you have to be a completely different person at work, then I, I do think you're in the wrong area. And if the company demands you to be a different person, you're with the wrong company. Mm. I, I'm just flat out will say that because I've seen too many of my corporate clients completely miserable and nothing is worth just nothing is worth that. No amount of money is worth that. Yeah. I, I really don't understand why you would put yourself in that position. And then secondly, really 
understanding that who you, you know, understanding and appreciating you are a personal brand and having that mindset shift does mean that you'll, you will take more responsibility when you are posting. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Great advice there. So for leaders, can, can we talk about leaders for a minute? Because I feel that things have really shifted and yeah. um, particularly in terms of what people are looking for and needing from leaders now and yeah. um, this is going to continue. So what tips do you have for leaders around their brand right now? My biggest tip would be to show that you are human and allow people to connect with you on a very human level. That would be my biggest tip. Mm. We all know that the facade of the ever-present, ever-powerful, ever-knowing, uh, never does, never puts a foot wrong, uh, always so sure of themselves leader, we know that's a facade. We know that behind every big title is a person who is feeling as equally vulnerable at times, who's feeling as equally confused, who's feeling, you know, unsure sometimes. You know, all of these things, we're human. Every single one of us is a human being. And I feel like when leaders really lean into their human voice and their human emotions and they really show up as a human, people will connect with them and they will more likely resonate and want to get you know want to work with them yeah Um, if they know them they feel like and this is the power of social media is it's it's not about creating a platform where you can just have a big brag fest and and just create a platform where it's just showing you in your absolute best light and you know all your wins it's also sharing your, your failures and it's also sharing things that you're unsure of like it's really creating conversation not just speaking at people it's it's creating conversation creating connection and the only way we can do that is on a very human level Mm. yeah I love that I I 100% agree with you because I think that people are going to be remembering their leader for how they made them feel yeah um, at this time and in the future um, rather than what they've what they've necessarily done and, you know, I think going back to your your client who was brought into a room and made redundant, I think there yeah. is going to be a bit of that. But I think leaders can. And going back to your um, tip about personal influence, I yeah. think that a leader can really influence a bad conversation, nothing good about, the, you know, a conversation about redundancy in a really positive way. And, yes. Um bring that really human element to it yeah and look I think that anyone who's in corporate understands that there is a nature to the beast so Mm. you know you do understand on one level that you are part of a very big moving machine and you're one small part and you know as much as you're not a only a little cog in the machine on one level But on another level, you actually are. So I understand, you know, anyone in corporate understands that hard decisions need to be made and the business on, in many instances, has to be put first. Mm. And, you know, I think when you go into corporate, you know that that's the case. But the worst thing you can do is firstly go into corporate thinking you're just a cog in the machine because then you'll start acting like you're just a cog in the machine. 
And the worst thing a leader can do is to make their people feel like they're just a cog in the machine and that they are disposable and dispensable and they're not being seen and heard as the individual that they are because that's really at the heart of what people want. Yeah. They just want to be seen and, and recognised for who they are as individuals and hopefully they're not just looking for approval but just to be recognised. Mm. That's what they want. And I think more leaders are waking up to that. Yes. I would hope anyway. Yes, well, I certainly need to. That's for sure. Now, um, I'm loving this conversation, but I'm really conscious of your time and I could talk to you (laughs) for hours. So um, before I get to my last question for you, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, Through my website, which is just carlylion.com. And then, of course, on LinkedIn and Instagram. Yeah, perfect. And I'll share those links out with the show notes. Yeah. so that people can easily get in touch with you. Um, you know, I've been privy to two webinars that you've been part of, which have been amazing. So the tips you share are really, really valuable. So Thank I highly you. recommend people getting in touch with you. So my final question is, you know, this podcast is called Making It Count and, you know, I'm really passionate about creating that ripple effect of change and for providing a platform for those who do that, which is, of course is what you're doing. So how do you feel like you're making it count in your world? So I think the way that I'm making it count right now is to help others realise that they actually do count, that their voice matters, and that, you know, if they are not putting themselves out there, it's the people that they ultimately are here to serve, they're the ones that miss out. So I'm especially inspired to help women do this and to really help women put themselves out there because I feel like the world needs to hear from more women right now. And whilst they might feel a lot of discomfort around being the centre of attention or they might feel a lot of discomfort around putting themselves out there, I think that that should not be the sign for them to not put themselves out there, that we really do need more of a female voice out in the marketplace in all industries. And if I can help that happen in the world, I know that I will have done something that really counted. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree. And I can see that you are doing that now and making such a difference for people. So, um, Carly, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Thank you so much. I've loved our chat. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.